Pop Health Podcast is a public service of 24-hour home care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. This is Gavin Ward, host of Pop Health Podcast. In today's episode, I sat down with Martin Esquivel, Vice President, Medicare Product Management for Anthem. Now, Martin is a returning guest to the show, and I had the privilege of meeting with him out in Santa Monica last year where we recorded in person. Now, of course, this year we recorded virtually, as we have with all of our episodes since the pandemic. Today, Martin will share a little bit about the evolution of the Anthem and its supplemental benefits that started in 2019, uh, some of the general results of those benefits, but ultimately, as well as how Anthem has not changed much because if it ain't broke, why fix it? As many of its beneficiaries appreciate how benefits are laid out today. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and feel free to check out other episodes of Pop Health Podcast by visiting us at pophealthpodcast.com, finding us on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course our website, pophealthpodcast.com. Thanks everybody. Enjoy the show. So uh, Martin, thanks again for joining the show this year. Last year, we got to know you a little bit and some of the video games that you played. So uh, you might recall, we like to kick off the show by getting to know a little bit uh, about our guests outside of the professional space. So maybe tell us something about you outside of video games that might surprise the audience. Ah, let's see here. Um, it wouldn't be a surprise. I'm a sports fan, as you can tell by the pictures behind you. I think I talked about that last year. Um, you know, this year, I, why don't we talk about my newest, latest obsession, and that is uh, I've decided after a lot of years of playing golf very poorly, <laughs> Actually try to improve and so uh we, you know took the opportunity you know once we got past uh being fully locked down during the pandemic to uh hire a golf coach not just for me but for the kids as well it i think is a reminder i, I do a lot with them um, yeah. uh, my daughters are now 24 and 22 and i have a 13 year old boy and um, this is their introduction to golf, all three of them. And so we're all getting coached at the same time. And it's, it's been pretty awesome, actually. The, the kids are uh, pretty competitive. And so, so watching them compete with each other, just like we did with video games, has been uh, a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. So. Well, that's great. That's great that you're able to get outdoors during the pandemic. Um, uh, for the audience, we're recording this just after Labor Day weekend. And I sheepishly admit uh martin that i didn't wasn't able to take my kids out this week in the fires uh where i where i live yeah no, we, get, uh, we, we have the smoke too so okay yep uh so we did a lot of screen time don't judge me for it but it no was judging no <laughs> judging no we're, fa we're fa i'm fans of screen time as well but um it's been really hot here I, you know obviously um I, i've actually still been going out even though it's been you know where i live 110 yeah um, I, I teed off at 110 on Sunday, so crazy. <laughs> kind of, oh, Saturday, actually, Saturday. But yep. it was and can you remind the audience the general area where you reside? Yeah, I live in a suburb of Los Angeles um, on, the, on the northeast end, I suppose, is what you call it. So Valencia is the name of the town. Yeah, some folks might know of Six Flags Magic Mountain is uh, right near where Martin lives. Yes. So. Anthem is a quite a large organization, and can you remind the audience who Anthem is, the different lines of business for Anthem, and what your focus is with Anthem? Yeah, um, well, Anthem is one of the bigger um, health insurance companies in, in the country. Um, I, I don't know the 
specifically, I think commercially, we might be the biggest um, overall, uh, you know, one of the top two or three. Um, we focus on uh, commercial lines of business, uh, Medicaid lines of business, and Medicare lines of business in terms of the health insurance component. Um, there's a growing diversified business business group. Um, so that that business is growing in size and importance, obviously, to, to us as a company. Um, on the Medicare side, so I, I'm vice president of product management for Medicare programs. Um, so on the Medicare side, we're, we're now in... Uh, we're now providing health insurance services in um, 24 states, I believe is the number now. Uh, we, we are not only operating under multiple brands, um, but we're also now partnering. Um, we, we have a joint venture we created with a provider group in uh, Maine. So okay. all health plans are now part, you know, for beginning in 2021, all of our health plans will now be part of that joint venture. Um, we have, um, we partner, uh, we have a, a joint venture with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana. So the, the DSNP, the dual special needs plan business in Louisiana, that's jointly owned by, by us and, uh, that blue. And, um, and then, uh, it's a li little early to announce, but we have, um, we, we do have, a, um, another blue that we're partnered with and is going to be launching in, uh, one, one of 21 as well. Um, so, um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of growth coming in a lot of interesting ways for us. Yeah, that's great. Now, most of our audience is going to know, understand most of what you shared, but just for clarification, can you share with the audience what, when you say commercial, right? What does that, what does that mean? Sorry. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for, for, uh, asking that question. Sure. Um, so on, on the commercial side, what, what that means is we offer health insurance plans to uh, employers. So uh, as, an, as an employee, you know, we, we have, um, you know, most employees, we have health care coverage through our employer. And um, Anthem is one of the largest companies in terms of offering um, health insurance plans in the employer space. And when Anthem started, if I, someone told me the other day, and I don't know how true this is, um, I believe they said the Medicare or government, like a Medicare specifically line of work is relatively new compared to Anthem as a company. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah, I, th I think it's fair to say. Frankly, um, well, there, there's two ways to think about that. One is, um, you know, Anthem as a company has been around a long time. And um, the Medicare business um, is newer um, the, we have not focused as a company on Medicare as much as other, as, as much as the other lines of business. So, uh, you, you could also say that, um, Medicaid is pretty new to Anthem because, you know, our, a lot of our Medicaid capability really came from, uh, an acquisition. Okay. When, when, when Anthem acquired, um, a company called Marigroup, uh, yeah. er, earlier, but about 10 years ago, nine years ago, um, that that really brought the Medicaid business into the fold for us. Um, in terms of Medicare, Anthem has offered Medicare supplement. For, uh, it's really the Medicare Advantage business that Anthem wasn't so focused on. Okay. Uh, and then re really jumped into that uh, pretty aggressively um, in about 12, 13 years ago. Okay. Uh, and, and then we, we you know, had, had some ups and downs and, 
uh, refocused uh, the last six or seven years. Um, okay. You know, really became who we are now. Following okay. that. Great, thank you. And can you remind uh, some of us or some of the audience um, may not understand the difference between a supplemental insurance versus a supplemental benefit. And I know we may have touched on this last year, but I think it's important to just again touch on it. And can you remind the audience what the difference is there? That's, that's a fantastic question. Um, the, the way to think about it is um, Medicare offers, um, the, we've all heard of original Medicare and original Medicare coverage. Uh, supplemental insurance would insurance or, or Medicare supplement plans, those are health plans that liter literally um, cover the, the expenses that original Medicare does not cover. So that they supplement the coverage of so supplemental insurance. Um, supplemental benefits, um, you don't see them very often on the Medicare supplement side, but you see them all the time on the Medicare Advantage side. So the way Medicare Advantage works, uh, you know, health plans are responsible for covering uh, all of the original Medicare benefits, although the amounts can vary by, by plan. So that's where you have different copays and different co-insurance and so forth. Um, when we talk about supplemental benefits specifically, that's when we offer benefits that original Medicare does not cover. So um, you know, good, a good example would be a fitness benefit, right? So um, if, if we, we, as an industry, really started uh, covering more of the um, more, a lot more benefits in the fitness side, really 15 years ago, and that um, it, it's kind of the most obvious example of well, original Medicare is not going to ever cover a gym membership, but but we did, so there, it's just a supplemental benefit, um, different and distinct from what original Medicare covers, but we make it available because you know in an effort to essentially address you know the whole person health needs. So. Okay. That's that's great. Um, one thing that Anthem has received a lot of coverage for is one of the benefits is personal care, um, or as some people in listening may know it as non-medical home care, um, custodial care, unskilled home care, which I'm not a big fan of the term unskilled, but <laughs> that's one of the benefits that Anthem nationally has seemed to put out there as a benefit. Uh, can you share what you can why Anthem chose to include personal care as a supplemental benefit and continued to provide that throughout the United States? Um, absolutely. So if you recall from last year's conversation, um, what we did when, um, when CMS uh, offered, began to offer flexibilities in the summer of 2018 um, in terms of what, what would be allowed in the supplemental benefit space, um, we, we, we felt it was important to address all aspects of um, one's health and, and try, you know, trying to facilitate how one accesses care. The, um, in doing so, we recognize that everybody, had, everybody has different needs. And um, what we created was um, an opportunity to meet the, meet the member or meet the Medicare beneficiary um, where they are. And so offering personal care uh, or at home, you know, not non-scaled, I know you don't like that. Uh, access, you know, providing services in the home um, for us was a natural for people that um, 
have limitations in activities of daily living, right? So um, by providing the, the service hours, so I think that our, our benefits specifically, it's up to four hours per day, um, up to 124 hours for, for a year. So it's fairly robust coverage. The, um, for us, it was important to um, help, um, help our members um, understand uh, what they have available to them and then and then make sure that they're that one they're living in a safe environment at home right um two if they need help with some light chores or if they need help with bathing I, you know, or, or toilet activities I, obviously these are things that are real life activities that um if we can be there and help create that safer environment and help um maybe prevent a fall i you know, these are things that also ultimately help the health plan as well, but we know that they make a difference in the member's life. Um, for us, um, for me personally, this is one of the more exciting benefits because, and, and I think you've heard me say this before, Gavin, yeah. the, the, um, the opportunity to engage with our members addresses social isolation. Uh, we, we, in, in, in a face-to-face -face discussion, we can address medication reconciliation. Uh, making sure that the prescriptions are getting picked up, um, we can talk. We can we can essentially help ensure that we have a health risk assessment. Um, be, being in home, frankly, uniquely positions us as a plan to empower the member and actually change the course of their life in, in so many ways. In the past, you know, we 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 as an industry didn't didn't put enough. Of, we didn't pay enough attention in this space. I'll put it that way. You know, we sometimes we'd offer respite care, you know, and that was as much for the caregiver as, as it was for the individual. This yeah. is this is really addressing both at the same time. So, yeah, that's great. What are some other besides the personal care? And you mentioned respite, which is also available um, throughout most most of your states. Um, what other new or, or maybe supplemental benefits are available that people generally won't even know exist today? Um, for us, we, we introduced six the first year, right? And, so, and we went through that list uh, when, we, when we talked last year. Um, and that, uh, that was transportation, alternative medicine, um, healthy food delivery, uh, assistive device, uh, an anonymous for assistive devices. Um, I'm blanking on some others. Uh, personal home helper that we just talked about. Um, and then for this last year, we introduced some new ones. Uh, we introduced a pest control benefit. Yeah. And we introduced a, uh, um, uh, what we call a healthy pantry now, which is really, uh, which is really a combination of, um, dedicated time with a nutritionist, oh, cool. uh, to, to help plan for how, how a person can change their diet and for the better. Uh, we supplement that with pantry items. So we partner with a national grocer and, and we send, you know, healthy food items that are, you know, ideally featured in the conversation with the nutritionist. So um, we also introduced a, uh, I think you might remember this one, we introduced a benefit, uh, an allowance for people that have uh, service dogs um, yeah. to actually help with the costs associated with, with the, the dog. Um, when you when you think of all of the value that that you know people that need service dogs get from from the animal, 
um, really it's, it's you know, support, supporting that need uh, and addressing that financial burden um, is something that we thought was really important. And um, we're, get, you know, we're getting good value out of it. Our members are getting good value out of it. And obviously a lot of positive feedback from, from those members, of course. Um, and, then the, and then the other item we did add is we, we added um, um, access to uh, fit, uh, Fitbit. Uh, frankly, that's the brand we went with. But um, it's the wearable technology that you or I might use. Yeah. And then that, that also includes uh, access to mind fitness, so access to a program called Brain HQ. And so um, not only providing the wearable, but also um, access to a site where they can manage the data from the wearable, just like you or I would, you know, track your steps and, you know, start to build a plan around what you want to do with that. Um, and then again, adding the, the Brain HQ piece, um, it's, a, it's a way to address the whole person health. So. That, is, that is great. Um, I think my mom... My mom's a senior. She could benefit uh, from from a lot of this that you mentioned. Yes. Is there anything in 2021 that would be new uh, that you're able to share? Again, this won't be released till open enrollment period. Yeah, um, yeah. No, we're not actually adding any new items uh, to the list for this year. Um, we continue to see um, great experience get get great experience and we continue to expand the offering in terms of geography there's, so there's more members will have access to it more health more of our health plans will offer it um, and so geographically expanding um, and the number of plans within existing geographies that offer it is expanding as well um, you know one of the things that you know we, we did when we first started we featured it more in some of the um, in our dual special needs plans um, but we quickly learned, and I think I think I might have told you this before, Gavin. Um, you know, there's there's a misconception that social determinants of health is uh, is a low income issue. Um, for, for, frankly, um, when you think of transportation, uh, or when you think of social isolation, you, know, you can have plenty of money and be lonely. Yeah, you can have plenty of money and and have macular degeneration and not be able to drive. Um, it, so, you know, how people access care um, is, is critical for us. And, um, you know, the, so expanding the offering to the general population of Medicare beneficiaries was important to us as well. So. Good. Thank you, Martin. So can you walk us through the just brief overview of the life cycle of a product or benefit going from idea to offering? Um, sure, sure. The and we're in the middle of it now. I mean, I, we're we're planning 2022 uh, benefits today, uh, and and we are looking at some exciting additions for the 2022 year. Um, so, for, from an idea perspective, um, the best way to think about it is you think about our members and and what are you know does will the idea will the offering. Uh, one, be something that our members would be interested in. Two, would it be, you know, how accessible is, would the benefit be? Um, and then can it make a difference in the person's life, right? So especially when we talk about these types of benefits, we, we want to create solutions that help people access care and help, um, help them improve the path that they're on from a health perspective. So, um, 
the you know once we kind of have those pieces in place you know we we have to secure several things and and so one can we afford it <laughs> to yeah. uh you know do can you provide you know can you build a network to support it right or or can you buy enough product right so for so for instance the fitbit example you know we you know there were there's plenty of suppliers you know one could we afford it yes we decided we could afford it two could we could we get supply uh, we could um and and then three you know d- did it make sense for the population it does and uh and that one's actually been wildly popular i mean frankly Frankly, um, I think I told you last year that uh, transportation was the most popular item. I, it's been passed. It's now Fitbit. It's now the, wow. the technology got more selection. It probably has something to do with the pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, but the um, but we're we're very excited about how popular that one that item was. Um, you know, transportation continues to be wildly popular as well. Uh, and the personal home helper continues to grow, which again is the one that, is the one that I'm most excited about. So. Yeah, no, definitely. So, one thing that was new this year was obviously the pandemic, COVID nineteen. So, and I think I think I heard you speak a couple months ago, uh, and I know the answer, but I'm I'm just want to ask, and so you can share with the audience. CMS granted the ability to update benefits mid year, and I believe you said everything was working well, so you didn't make a change. Is that, am I recalling correctly? Yeah, it's, it's uh, so from a filed benefits perspective, um, we, we didn't, we, we offer more than most plans do in this space, so we didn't have to add anything. Uh, what we did do to address COVID-19 and to address the pandemic um, is we offered, uh, we did offer the members an opportunity to switch. Remember, uh, for in some, in some markets, everything I listed is available to everybody. In some markets, it's in most, more markets than not, it, you know, a, the member gets to choose one of the 10 items. Okay. And so when, you know, during a pandemic, when you think about, um, well, what if I chose adult day center? That's the one I forgot earlier, right? So what if I chose adult day center? Well, going to an adult day center during this, during stay at home orders, it doesn't really work, right? Yeah. <laughs> So um, we did offer the, our members the opportunity to make it to switch their selection. Um, so, uh, so for for us that was a no brainer. Um, the other thing that we did do is that we um, we shifted our healthy meals program, and we made um, so if you remember, um, most uh, this offering is is built around a. Uh, what I'll, what I like to call a hub, right? We have we have um, uh, we have an internal team that helps our members select an item if needed. Select which item, which benefit makes the most sense for them. Um, what we did is we uh, we used that as the beginning for how do we contact our members during a pandemic. Um, leveraging the social workers that are this hub, leveraging so you know social worker capabilities to um, understand one: does the member have access to two weeks supply of food? Um, if if they don't, how how can we help? And so that started by, um, actually, you know, essentially. 
um, locating local uh, food options uh, and, and connecting the member with the local food option to take care of the need. If local food options were not available, then we actually sent them food. As, so so did, did we end up doing something different from a filing perspective to address COVID-19? No, we had the benefit constantly, um, but we did a lot as it relates to contacting our members, ensuring they had access to food, sending them food if they needed it, and then obviously offering them flexibility to switch the benefits, if, if, if it made sense to. Yeah, no, definitely made sense. Uh, staying on the pandemic, but talking about the future, you mentioned earlier kind of the concept of planning for 2022, your ideas and how they come to fruition. Uh, I'm assuming that a lot of the Anthem staff that you might meet in person with, you've done more virtual meetings and things like that, correct? Uh, correct, yes, yes. So has the pandemic slowed down the benefit making process or have you been able to pretty much be full steam ahead? No, that's, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that's, um, that's been a le great learning experience for everybody, not just the healthcare industry. For us, um, you know, our leadership has taken the pandemic extremely seriously. We, we were um, all moved to at-home work uh, pretty immediately. And we were one of the first companies to, to switch to home. Um, we, I, you know, the, I, I don't want to speculate in terms of, you know, when we end up back in office, but um, we quickly learned that we uh, have been quite functional and, and been able to really not miss a beat in any aspect of running the business. Yeah. So, for, so for us, the benefit making, um, now most of what we, all of what we've always done to support creating benefits um, still happens. The, um, you know, as it relates to, to securing um, feedback from beneficiaries, uh, you know, you, there's ways to shift from in-person, you know, feedback to virtual and yeah. uh, li like anything else, you know, for us, um, we, we've all, um, we've all benefited from, you know, technology like what we're using right now, you know, a year ago, you and I were in a room, you know, and I was speaking into your microphone, yeah. um, t today, I think this is going to be just as good. You get to see me this time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. You mentioned last year, I think, um, your schedule, you were traveling and all over the place. I think. I ended up meeting you at like a satellite, at like a partner location in Santa Monica. Santa Monica, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, that, that was that was the day before uh, uh, a lot of TV interviews. <laughs> ah, okay, so. I got I to warm you up a little bit. <laughs> you did, you did. Um, yeah, but this, it's funny you mentioned it, like our show, it's actually been easier to schedule folks. We now are on YouTube. Uh, some of you might be watching us on YouTube, which so now we have a video component and the expense of adding video has been almost nothing, very little. Uh, so like you said, uh, th there has been benefits and- uh, I mean, when you, th when you think about it, it, it also has given us, it's changed our mindset in terms of what the next set of supplemental, supplemental benefits might be, right? When you think about you know, leveraging technology, um, you know, that there was, there's, there, we've all been tracking the, the information on when seniors were, or when Medicare Advantage beneficiaries uh, were going to be 
utilizing technology, right? So it's the best best way to think about that is, you know, that the 80 to 90 plus year olds are going to be less likely to use technology than the 65 year old, right? Because the 65 year old has been, has, you know, has worked in technology, has really lived with it through the, through, you know, starting at younger ages and kind of working into 65 should, doesn't really change anything. So, so creating the solutions when, when, if most of your membership skews to the older side, then technology didn't make as much sense. And that changed that. Everybody's using technology. And so um, it's really a fast tracked, um, fast tracked how we communicate as, as a nation or as a world. Um, and, and it's obviously given us a lot of ideas in terms of what we should be thinking about going forward as it relates to Medicare offerings. So. Definitely. And uh, that brings up a good point uh, that I wanted to ask as we wrap up. Have you been able to measure efficacy or results yet with either supplemental benefits or technological adaptation? Can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, I, you know, it, it's the answer is going to be similar to what I would have said a year ago. And that is, you know, we're we're now a year and a half in and, and we have data now. Right? And so a year, a year ago, we you know, didn't have a, a a lot of data, um, but when we're talking, when you're talking about creating an offering and, and uh, you know offering a Medicare benefit, it's not like a research study where you have um, a control group. You know, frankly, you offer the benefit is available to everybody, right? So, yeah. so for so for us, um, we have to measure slightly differently. One, you know, it, 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 is it providing a service that the members appreciate it? Um, we've gotten extremely positive feedback from. Uh, our brokers from our sales folks and, and extremely positive feedback from our members. Um, the feedback we get um, on specific benefits is, has been um, generally very positive. Um, and frankly, we've been able to learn from it. The other um, example I typically bring up as it relates to um, how we measure success is that of attribution. Um, frankly, um, when we offer a benefit and, and when a member, you know, let's call him Joe Smith, you know, Joe Smith um, is, has a better health year in 21 than he, or in 20 than he did in 19. Um, uh, well, Joe Smith might've changed his PCP this year. Joe Smith might've had somebody in the home that was talking about medication reconciliation and that helped make the difference in his life. Uh, Joe Smith may have gotten a new girlfriend. Joe Smith may have, you know, 19 might have been a recovery year from a bad year in, in 18, so he's just continuing to get better. Any number of factors come in, some of which we have access to. We can see claim data, and some of which we don't. So, so for us, uh, we have an internal research group that, um, that I'll be partnering with to start to look at the data and make sure that we're factoring in all of the points, all of the data points that we have access to. And so for, from that perspective, that, that's, that's something we're building out now. And then we've added some discipline in terms of how we make decisions going forward. And so that, that research group would be, you know, they're part of the um, quick, quick pilot approach to, to um, new benefits for us. So changing how we do things um, for the better, I think and uh, really adding some meat to the science in the back end as well. If only measuring results was so simple. 
Um, exactly. I appreciate, I appreciate you being straightforward with that. Um, I think a lot of people want the data, want the results, but one thing that I've learned is there's a study that can prove this. There's a study that can prove that. I mean, the opposite. So it's like, like you said, there's so many variables. So, and I did, I did hear you at a conference, a couple months, a virtual conference, uh, say something similar. And I want the audience to be aware that it's just not simple to attribute And I appreciate that. And um, I like that you say, yeah, we'd like to get the results too. And you're working on it. So I appreciate that, Martin. If we can have you on next year, uh, maybe you guys will have something a little more concrete, but um, really just want to say thanks again for joining Martin and uh, for Hugh for setting this up. Is there anything else, Martin, uh, people should know heading into open enrollment about Anthem? I I think I I always want, um, members to know going into the annual election period um, that Anthem and um, our affiliated health plans uh, offer benefits that are um, designed with you in mind, with the member in mind, not you, the audience, but you, the member in mind. Um, Frankly, benefits that help bridge the gap uh, for how to access care, uh, benefits that um, can help make a difference in um, making sure that, that your basic needs are met, whether, again, whether it be food, access to food, um, transportation to, to um, a provider, or even even just in talking to another human being, right? Addressing social isolation is really important. So um, people, beneficiaries have a lot of choices to make, um, a lot of competition, obviously, in the marketplace. Um, I'm proud to say that, you know, the plans that we offer are, um, they're, they're designed to, to one, be competitive. So, so we're among the best value, if not the best value in a lot of our markets for our members. And, um, and they're again, designed with the member in mind. Awesome, Martin. Well, again, appreciate you uh, joining the show. Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. (laughs) Thanks, Martin. Thank you. Thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have and want to check out other episodes, visit us at pophealthpodcast.com, iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and now YouTube as well. Take care.